Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back here on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Joe DeLeon, Ryan Roberts with breaking news that came to us in the middle of the day. Horrendous timing as the NFL draft never sleeps. This couldn't have happened on a Thursday morning. This couldn't have happened on a Wednesday afternoon. No, we have to do it Friday night on the East Coast, Friday afternoon on the West Coast. What I'm referring to is a trade that is moving. Carolina Panthers into the number one selection. The Chicago Bears back to the number nine spot. The Panthers are going to be giving up to the Chicago Bears a haul of picks, multiple first rounders, multiple second rounders, and wide receiver DJ Moore. Ryan, this this trade is, is massive for the implications. I didn't think that a trade like this was going to come to fruition so quickly. Part of me thought maybe we would have teams wait to see how free agency would play out but here we are man here we are in the thick of it the Panthers decided to say we're not messing around we have wasted too much time at the quarterback position we are going up to get our guy and the big question mark is now who the hell is that guy well I mean I guess I think it's a big indication Joe that there was obviously high demand for the number one overall pick right I mean why else would it happen right now this early in the process because if if I am sitting there and I'm if I'm the Chicago Bears, I mean, in theory, the longer you wait it out, the more compensation you can get back for it, right? Like the more picks, the more capital, like that type of stuff. But I mean, apparently the, you know, they were obviously very comfortable with what Carolina offered. I mean, you get two, those two first that you talk about, the second rounder this year and then the 2025 second rounder on top of getting a DJ Moore, who's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. I mean, he's a thousand yard receiver. So it's a... Uh, it's interesting, man. I mean, Carolina clearly has someone at the top that they really like enough to give up that capital. And I really like the move for the Chicago Bears, man. You only move back eight spots. You're still in the top 10. You still have a top 10 NFL draft pick. You get multiple first rounders and you get Justin Fields, a wide receiver and a proven one that's still young, by the way. I think TJ Moore's only 26 years old. So I think the Chicago made out really well in this trade. But, you know, if Carolina hits a home run with the, the quarterback, they're going to take the first overall selection. It's probably worth it in the end. So I think both sides are can, are, can be beneficial off, off of this pick. Right. I, I think that this is more of a balanced trade than I think some people want to admit. The one thing I will say is it does lean in favor of Chicago. I mean, anytime that you get this many picks, it's obviously going to lean in the favor of that team. The big thing is getting the added receiver. So now you've got Claypool and you've got DJ Moore and you can use that pick to hopefully draft an offensive lineman this year or next year. There are just so many options. And the big thing that we've talked about at nauseum on this show is that you need to build around Justin Fields if you want to succeed. Drafting a quarterback is not going to set up your team to win. Instead, building a roster with as many picks as possible will set up that success. So it's balanced in that in that right. The thing that's going to suck for the, the Panthers is that they're not going to have any picks next year in the first round. That might hold them back a little bit. They're probably going to be bad next year with a rookie quarterback. But I'd argue this roster for the Panthers isn't like it's not that desolate. It's not as bad as the Bears roster where like I think following the first year of this rookie quarterback, 
they could be a playoff team in a terrible, terrible division. Well, I, Joe, I mean, I think you make this move and you mortgage that much draft capital because you think you're actually kind of close to being competitive, right? Like, and I they think that kind of are. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think if they hit if they hit a home run with the first overall pick, because yeah, things didn't work out in Indianapolis the way that Frank Reich obviously would have liked. But one thing that Frank Reich has a good uh, reputation of is developing quarterbacks. He has done that very well. I mean, I think back to he made Carson Wentz a quarterback candidate, and as soon as he <laughs> left. It was like fall off the face of the earth if you're Carson Wentz. So I, I think that it's going to be interesting, man. And I hate kind of quantifying winners and losers in a trade like this because we don't know who they draft, right? Like we have to see who's the first overall selection, who the Chicago Bears get out of the compensation on their side and their draft picks. And I mean, obviously, DJ Moore is a known commodity, so we know that that's a Really good selection. I, th- I think the DJ Moore thing too, Joe, is like really key for me because yes, you're putting another weapon around Justin Fields. That's great. You know, now he's got Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool, DJ Moore. Your wide receiver group all of a sudden looks a lot better than it did, you know, just a few hours ago. But the big thing also is that we have talked about this a ton, that it's not a great wide receiver group in 2023, right? Are you guaranteed to get anybody as good as DJ Moore in this class? I would say no, you're not guaranteed to get that. So Chicago getting a proven commodity at wide receiver, I think, is a big added bonus to them. I think that's a big inclusion in this in this trade mm-hmm. that makes it – I think that that's the reason that I I would lean the Chicago Bears right now. But again, we have to see what the, what the rest of the picks ends up being in the end. The funny thing, too, is that I talked about – I went on a Panthers podcast and I talked about the readiness of this roster. And one of the things I said, they weren't excited about the idea of trading up. But I I said, like, look, if if you're drafting in this spot, you need to move up to get the two more ready-to-play guys compared to the projects. Because this roster, more than any of the other quarterback-ready – or sorry, needy teams – the Panthers are not maybe a year away, but I think two years away from competing. And again, in a very, very bad division. So I think with that in mind, I know that everyone's going to want to argue to to all hell about this. And I know that it's still on the table for an Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis. But this pick has to be Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. It has to be. There is no way that they're going to spend a pick on a project if there is a, a shorter window more than any other team to step in and try and compete with the division being down and Tom Brady retiring. They are in a very advantageous spot and potentially waiting three plus years for a guy to kind of get into a rhythm. They don't have the time for that. They moved up for a reason. This has to be Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, depending on who they like more. I think so. I I think that that that's the way that makes the most sense. Cause I mean, to your point, it's, you know, it's one of those situations where, Carolina doesn't have a bad roster, right? Like, there's a lot to like about that roster. And obviously, you're going to have to figure out wide receiver now moving forward without DJ Moore. But, I mean, on defense, you have guys like Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin, Brian Burns, J.C. Horn. Like, there's a lot of talent to work with. The offensive line improved a ton from this past, from last year to this year. So, I mean, there's a lot to work with, man. I really do think so. So, I, that is the ultimate question that's going to happen because, I mean – you just don't have a suitable bridge for Anthony Richardson either, right? If you had like an okay veteran that was on the roster where I'm just like, okay, maybe you get through a year or part of a year and then you throw Anthony Richardson to the fire and see what he's got at the end of the season, that might be a little bit of a different conversation. But, I mean, who's their top option of quarterback right now? Sam Darnold's like, it's just not a, obviously a suitable 
bridged kind of moving forward. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Stroud or it's going to be Bryce Young. We're hearing C.J. Stroud's name out there all over the place right now, but yeah. I think it's just a little bit of jump in the gun right now. We need to let this process play out a little bit. I do not think that we know for sure who the number one overall pick is right now. Yeah, I think that there's just so much that needs to happen. And, and I do believe that the Panthers probably don't have this decided either. They, they probably traded up to at least put themselves in a spot to make the to not be pressured about the decision that they're going to make. And realistically, yeah. they weren't going to trade into the number two spot because the Texans are probably going to take a quarterback where right. they're sitting. So they had to go where they needed to. They're going to do their due diligence and they're going to pick the guy that they like the most. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your Pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA. Uh, especially again during the off season, always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's betonline.ag and use promo code believe fifty. It's promo code believe fifty to get fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, I mean, I, it sounds crazy to some people, but I don't think that this necessarily means that Carolina knows who they want. I think I one hundred percent agree with you. I think that this is saying that, hey, we're still evaluating the quarterback position. But one thing we know for certain is that we need to get our guy. <laughs> like, that's the thing that we obviously know. Because like you said, Houston's not going to move out of that two spot. If anything, they were going to move up to the one spot to make sure they got their guy for sure. The Arizona Cardinals are the other trade back. But in like if you only were able to get up to three, if you're Carolina, you might get the third best quarterback off the board when it's all said and done, right? So mm-hmm. getting up to number one, you make it certain that the Carolina Panthers are going to get whoever their quarterback is. Who that is exactly, we'll find out here in just a few weeks. But, you know, it, I think it is going to be a Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud conversation when all is said and done. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't 100% think that that decision has been fully made yet. I don't buy that. To throw out some names for the Chicago Bears picking at nine, we won't know for sure who's going to be on the board. But the way that I look at this, and I, and I tweeted a couple – just quick names for the offensive line. I, I feel like Peter Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, whoever's still available, which I, I think it's going to be a pick your pick the best available tackle. I think that that needs to be a, a decision to make for them because right now that offensive line sucks. And as many weapons as you go and get for Justin Fields, you still need to protect the guy. And we've seen so many young quarterbacks when properly protected, they're going to perform better. So I yeah. see this as an offensive tackle. 
I think that other options that make sense, a Lucas Van Ness, a Tyree Wilson could slide in there. Maybe they go with one of the corners. Maybe this is Christian Gonzalez. Maybe it's Michael Mayer, a, a hybrid protection plus weapon for uh, <laughs> for uh, for uh, Justin Fields. So I don't know. What, am I missing any names here that you think could fit into this spot? Maybe Jalen Carter falls that far? I think that it's an offensive lineman spot. I, I do think that. I mean, if Jalen Carter fell to nine and you're comfortable with him, like that's a run into the podium type of pick, right? Yeah. But I, I do think that offensive line is definitely on the table. They got a big value in Braxton Jones last year as a sixth round pick who ended up playing pretty well at left tackle for the most part. So I, I think that they're probably going to believe in him for a season and see how he develops in year two. But I think that this is definitely an offensive lineman for me because – you know, we're seeing the investment now to improving things around Justin Fields. You get DJ Moore that helps stockpile your wide receiver group. Yeah, you can upgrade tight ends. You know, maybe Michael Mayer is a conversation piece with Cole Komet and to quickly cre- create a really potent tight end room. But I think this is offensive line, man. And yeah. I think Paris Johnson makes a lot of sense if he's there. Peter Skaronsky is the hometown guy, obviously. You know, Chicago, Northwestern, all that great stuff. I mean, right in the backyard. But one other option, Joe, that I think is on the table that we might need to talk about at some point is that I would not be shocked if depending on what the offensive line board looks like, if there are no offensive linemen off the board or maybe there's just one and you're happy with, you know, maybe a Broderick Jones a little further down – I wouldn't say it's the worst thing in the world if Chicago decided to trade down again and get recoup even more draft capital because there's a possibility that if you trade back down into the the teens, that there still might be an offensive tackle in that spot that you really like and you're still able to get more and more draft capital continue to improve this roster. So Chicago Bears trading down one more time come draft day or maybe a couple days before. I, I don't think it's un, I don't think it's unnecessary. I, I don't think it's. I think that there's a possibility that it happens. We'll see, obviously, you know, closer to that date, but I wouldn't be shocked if there are another trade back candidate. Well, and one other thing that we've talked about on this, this show, Ryan, is that after we get past the top clumping of Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, and then the two quarterbacks who are the most ready to go in Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, it's a lot of what if. And like right now, the way that my grades shape out is it's like maybe five or seven guys that are top 15, top 25 picks. And then it's a lot of second rounders. So it's actually a good year, if anything, to trade back further because you're not really having a drop off in value. You know, like you can still, if you trade back to where you're talking about late teens, Darnell Wright's going to be on the board. Broderick Jones could be on the board. Um, Maybe they like Osiris Torrance. Really, they really like him or they like a, a John Michael Schmitz or a Ricky Stromberg, there's a lot of options for them if they trade back. And I think more than ever, this year is the year for, for Chicago to do that. The Panthers are not going to do that. Please just, it's, <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening, folks. I promise you that will not happen. This is not draft day. <laughs> man, that, that, that tweet just still was like cracking me up, man. I literally dropped yeah. it in a Slack and people were just like, <laughs> no words, just like reacting to it with like laughing emojis. It's just so funny. But I mean, I, I agree, Joe, because I originally was like, if I'm Chicago, I want to trade back to four from one to make sure I get one of the elite defensive players in this class, right? If Whether that's Will Anderson or that's Jalen Carter. Now that you're back to nine, sitting there at nine, I agree with you. At that point, 
you're starting to get into a little bit of a middle tier of prospects where there's not a huge difference between number nine and number 15, let's say, right? Like you can still get a pretty similar caliber of football player. So I think you sit there and you take a player that you really like, depending on how the board falls. But I just think that the trade back option is an interesting one. Because like you said, the, the I think the quality of player does tail off quickly. But when it tails off, I do think you hit like a nice little stretch where there's a lot of players that are kind of coupled in like the same yeah. type of window. So with that in mind, Chicago Bears trade back? Possibility in my mind. Last piece here before we close out, Ryan. I see that... Right now, the Arizona Cardinals are thanking the hell out of Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears for making this trade because what this now does for them is that they hold an immense amount of leverage. They're not taking a quarterback. I really do not think that they will unless suddenly Kyler Murray is moved during the offseason, which seems very unlikely for the Arizona Cardinals. So right now, assuming the Texans won't move, which we do not believe that they will move from where they're sitting. I think that the next quarterback needy team is going to be desperately, desperately trying to move to that three spot. If it's not the Colts, they're all going to be trying to jump the Colts so that they can then get the third best quarterback. There is going to be, I believe, it seems like this is pure speculation at this point because it's so recent. There's going to be a a mad dash to get to that spot because it's very risky if you don't move into that position. You could be the fifth team that misses out on a quarterback. I mean, because there's a couple quarterback needy teams right after him. I mean, you're talking about the what's the Indianapolis Colts have the fourth pick, right? I mean, are you are, if I'm Indianapolis Colts, am I going to be like, you know what, I'm just going to stay here and see what happens, or am I going to say eh, I need to get up one more spot just to make sure, yeah, that I don't get jumped, or is it the Atlanta Falcons that make that decision? Is it the Las Vegas Raiders that make that decision? Commanders, I would be, yeah, I would be shocked right now, Joe, if if. I would be shocked if the Cardinals kept that number three overall pick. I mean, because they're in another situation. Yeah, (laughs) it really would. I mean, they're in a situation where the Cardinals roster is not the best roster in the NFL either. Like they need to get players in there and they need to get capital back if they can. Uh, Man, because it's going to be rough sledding because, I mean, Kyler Murray is going to miss a a portion of the season next year as well, coming back from his injury. So if I'm the Cardinals, man, I'm trading back at all costs. I I just don't think you can sit there in three and take – let me rephrase. You can sit there at at three if you want to, but I just think the demand for that number three pick is going to be higher than whoever you're going to get there at number three. Like, just take the bait, man. Take the bait. Yeah, don't don't sit there and and be – you know, fat and happy with getting Will Anderson when, and get actually, frankly, you would give your in division rival, the Seahawks, the leverage of if you took Will Anderson and then on draft day, that's probably what the next likely move is. But, dude, it's crazy how this, we'll close out on this, but it's crazy how one move seismically shifts everything and how quickly we're going to just be sitting here saying, what the hell is next? We might need to do a mock draft every week now, I guess, because I feel like oh, it's coming Monday. Crazy, Ryan. The <laughs> oh, mock, it's mock draft Monday. We're coming back. Be ready for the mock draft, folks. I uh, can't wait, man. Can't oh, wait. The, Ryan, I say, the, I say with eye rolling, vicious eye rolling happening. Ryan loves mock drafts. Everybody, go send him your mock drafts on Twitter at Rising Draft at Joe DeLeon. We'll be back with more. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.